0: Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Śrīla Prabhupāda's books right here in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just next to the English Channel, where we are establishing uh, a haven, a safe haven for anyone who wants to stay aloof from the chaos that is going on in the world <clears throat> by absorbing uh, oneself in hearing Transcendental sound. The sound of Śrīla Prabhupāda's purports particularly Um, Once Śrīla Prabhupāda was asked what would happen when he died Śrīla Prabhupāda said I will never die. I will live forever in my books. So Śrīla Prabhupāda's Transcendental Association and acute spiritual vision is available in his books. We just have to open them up and read them out loud and we're in his presence the safest place only other safest place is doing Harinam Sankirtan in public and distributing his transcendental literatures the Briyat Madanga the Briyat Sankirtan Anyway, we're doing our bit. We hope you are all happy and safe and sound wherever you are. Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam um compiled by Śrīla Sanatan Goswāmī glorifies the Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam and it goes like this. sarva sastra sarva Vedaika satpala Sarva-siddhanta-ratnāja Sarva Lokai Kadrik Prada oh, O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva-Bhagavata-prana Srimad-Bhagavata-prabho kalidvandurit Shri Sri Krishna Parivartita mm. O life, heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Shrimad bhagavatam You are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of sri Krishna. Kṛṣṇa. Mm. prema Sarva Prema-bhārśakṣadāyate Sarvadasava-sevāyāya Krishnaya Kṛṣṇa-ya-namostumē mm. I bow down to you, who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Shri Krishna himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin Madguru Man Mahadana Manistadga Mad Bhagya Mad Anandanavotate. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu, sadu ta dayin, atinicho chetakara. Anamun jagadachin mam, premna ret kanta yokspura O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice, with pure love. <clears throat> Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we've reached the second canto, first chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam, the first step in God realization. Sukadeva Goswami is beginning in the beginning, uh, how a neophyte can remember Krishna. We're starting with text 25. The gigantic universal form of the Personality of Godhead within the body of the universal shell which is covered by sevenfold material elements is the subject for the Virat conception. Purport Simultaneously, the Lord has multifarious other forms, and all of them are identical with the original fountainhead form of the Lord, Sri Krishna. In the Bhagavad Gita, it has been proven that the original Transcendental and eternal form of your Lord is Sri Krishna, the Absolute Personality of Godhead. But by his inconceivable internal potency, Atma Maya, he can expand himself by multifarious forms and incarnations simultaneously without being diminished in his full potency. He is complete, and although innumerable complete forms, Emanate from him, he is still complete <clears throat> without any loss. That is his spiritual or internal potency. In the 11th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, the personality of Godhead Lord Krishna manifested his Virat Rupa just to convince the less intelligent class of men who cannot conceive of the Lord as appearing just like a human being that he factually has the potency of his claim to be the Supreme Absolute Person without any rival or superior. Materialistic men can think, although very imperfectly, of the huge universal space comprehending innumerable planets as big as the sun. They can see only the circular sky overhead without any information that this universe and the many other millions of universes are each covered by a sevenfold material covering of water, fire, air, sky, ego, phenomenon, and material nature, just like a huge football pumped up and covered, floating on the water of the causal ocean, wherein the Lord is lying as the Mahavishnu. All the universes in seed. Are emanating from the breathing of the Mahavishnu, who was but a part of a partial expansion of the Lord. And all the universes presided over by the Brahmas vanish when the Mahavishnu withdraws his great breath. In this way, the material worlds are being created and vanished by the supreme will of the Lord. One can just imagine how ignorant is the poor foolish materialist who, simply on the allegations of a dying man, puts forward an insignificant creature to become the Lord's rival incarnation. The Vrat-rupa was particularly exhibited by the Lord just to give lessons to such foolish men so that they can accept a person as an incarnation of Godhead only if the person is able to exhibit such a virat-rupa, as Lord Krishna did. The materialistic person may concentrate his mind upon the virat or gigantic form of the Lord in his own interest and is recommended by Shukadev Goswāmī, but he must be on his guard not to be misled by pretenders who claim to be Lord Krishna but are not able to act like him or exhibit the virat-rupa comprehending the whole of the universe. Text 26 Persons who have realized it have studied that the planets known as Patala constitute the bottoms of the feet of the universal form and the heels and toes are the Rasatala planets. The ankles are the Mahatala planets and his shanks constitute the talātala planets. Purport Outside the bodily existence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the manifested cosmic existence has no reality. Everything and anything of the manifested world rests on Him, as confirmed in the Bhagavad-gītā 9.4. But that does not imply that everything and anything in the vision of a materialist is the Supreme Personality. The conception of the universal form of the Lord gives a chance to the materialist to think of the Supreme Lord. But the materialist must know for certain that his visualization of the world in a spirit of lording o- over it is not God-realization. The materialistic view of exploitation of the material resources is occasioned by the illusion of the external energy of the Lord. And as such, if anyone wants to realize the supreme truth by conceiving of the universal form of the Lord, he must cultivate the service attitude. Unless the service attitude is revived, the conception of Virat realization will have very little effect on the seer. The Transcendental Lord, in any conception of His form, is never a part of the material creation. He keeps His identity as the Supreme Spirit in all circumstances and is never affected by the three material qualities, for everything material is contaminated. The Lord always exists by His internal energy. The universe is divided into fourteen planetary systems. Seven planetary systems called Bur, Bhubar, Swar, Mahar, Janas, Tapas, and Satya are upward planetary systems, one above the other. There are also seven planetary systems downward, known as Atala, Vitala, Sutala, Talatala, Mahatala, Rasatala, and Patala gradually one below the other. In this verse, the description begins from the bottom because it is in the line of devotion that the Lord's bodily description should begin from His feet. Chukadev Goswami is a recognized devotee of the Lord and he is exactly correct in the description. Text 27 The knees of the universal form are the planetary system of the name Sutala, and the two thighs are the Vitala and Atala planetary systems. The hips are Mahitala, and outer space is the depression of his navel. Twenty-eight. The chest of the universe. The, the chest of the original personality of the gigantic form is the luminary planetary system. His neck is the mahar planets. His mouth is the janas planets. And his forehead is the tapas planetary system. The topmost planetary system, known as satyaloka, is the head of him who has one thousand heads. PURPORT The effulgent luminary planets, like the sun and the moon, are situated almost in the midpoint of the universe, and as such they are to be known as the chest of the original gigantic form of the Lord. And above the luminary planets, called also the heavenly places of the universal directorate demigods, are the mahar, janas, and tapas planetary systems, and above all, the satyaloka planetary system where the chief directors, of the modes of material nature reside, namely Vishnu, Brahma, and Shiva. This Vishnu is known as the Chiradakashai Vishnu, and he acts as the Supersoul in every living being. There are innumerable universes floating on the causal ocean, and, each, and in each of them, the representation of the Virat form of the Lord. Is there, along with innumerable, innumerable suns, moons, heavenly demigods, brahmas, Vishnu's and Shivas, all of them situated in one part of the inconceivable potency of Lord Krishna, as stated in the Bhagavad Gita, ten forty-two. Text twenty-nine. His arms of the demigods, headed by Indra. The ten directional sides are his ears and physical sound is his sense of hearing. His nostrils are the two Ashwini kumaras and material fragrance is his sense of smell. His mouth is the blazing fire. PURPORT The description of the gigantic form of the Personality of Godhead made in the eleventh chapter of the Bhagavad Gita is further explained here in the Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam. The description in the Bhagavad-gītā, 1130, runs as follows. O Vishnu, I see You devouring all people from all sides with Your flaming mouths, covering all the universe with Your effulgence. You are manifest with terrible, scorching rays. In that way, Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam is the postgraduate study for the student of the Bhagavad Gita. Both of them are the science of Krishna, the absolute truth, and so they are interdependent. The conception of the Virat Purusha, or the gigantic form of the Supreme Lord, is said to include all the dominating demigods as well as the dominated living beings. Even the minutest part of of a living being is controlled by the empowered agency of the Lord. Since the demigods are included in the gigantic agency of the Lord, since the demigods are included in the gigantic form of the Lord, worship of the Lord, whether in His gigantic material conception or in His eternal transcendental form as Lord Sri Krishna, also appeases the demigods and all the other parts and parcels, as much as watering the root of a tree distributes energy to all of the tree's other parts. Consequently, for a materialist also, worship of the universal gigantic form of the Lord leads him to the right path. One need not risk being misled by approaching many demigods for fulfillment of different desires. The real entity is the Lord Himself and all others are imaginary for everything is included in Him only. Text 30 The sphere of outer space constitutes His eyeballs and the sun is His power of seeing. His eyelids are both the day and the night and in the movements of his eyebrows Brahma and similar supreme personalities reside His palate is Varuna, the director of water, and the juice or essence of everything is his tongue Purport To common sense the description in this verse appears to be somewhat contradictory because sometimes the sun is described as the eyeball, and here the outer space sphere is also described. But there is no room for common sense in the injunctions of the Shastras. We must accept the description of the Shastras and concentrate more on the form of the Virat Rupa. Than on common sense. Common sense is always imperfect, whereas the description of the Shastras is always perfect and complete. If there is any incongruity, it is due to our imperfection and not the Shastras. That is the method of approaching Vedic wisdom. Text 31. They say that the Vedic hymns are the cerebral cerebral passage of the Lord and His jaws of teeth are Yama, God of death, who punishes the sinners. The art of affection is His set of teeth and the most alluring illusory material energy is His smile. This great ocean of material creation is but the casting of His glance over us. According to Vedic assertion, this material creation is the result of the Lord's casting a glance over the material energy, which is described herein as the most alluring illusory energy. The conditioned souls allured by by such materialism should know that the temporary material creation is simply an imitation of of the reality and that those who are captivated by such alluring glances of the Lord are put under the direction of the controller of sinners called Yamaraj. The Lord smiles affectionately displaying His teeth. The intelligent person who can grasp these truths about the Lord becomes a soul fully surrendered unto Him. Text 32 Modesty is the upper portion of his lips, hankering is his chin, religion is the breast of the Lord and irreligion is his back. Brahmaji, who generates all living beings in the material world, is his genitals and the Mitra Varunas are his two testicles. The ocean is his waist and the hills and mountains are the stacks of his bones. Purport The Supreme Lord is not impersonal, as misconceived by less intelligent thinkers. Rather, he is the Supreme Person, as confirmed in all authentic Vedic literatures. But his personality is different from what we can conceive. It is stated here that Brahmājī acts as his genitals and that the mitra-varunas are His two testicles. This means that as a person, He is complete with all bodily organs, but they are of different types, with different potencies. When the Lord is described as impersonal, therefore, it should be understood that His personality is not exactly the type of personality found within our imperfect speculation. One can, however, worship the Lord even by seeing the hills and mountains or the ocean and the sky as different parts and parcels of the gigantic body of the Lord, the Virat Purusha. The Virat Rupa, as exhibited by Lord Krishna to Arjuna, is a challenge to the unbelievers. Text 33 O King, the rivers rivers are the veins of the gigantic body, the trees are the hairs of his body, and the omnipotent air is his breath. The passing ages are his movements, and his activities are the reactions of the three modes of material nature. PURPORT The personality of Godhead is not a dead stone, nor is he inactive, as is poorly thought, by some schools. He moves with the progress of time and therefore he knows all about the past and future along with his present activities. There is nothing unknown to him. The conditioned souls are driven by the reactions of the modes of material nature, which are the activities of the Lord. As stated in the Bhagavad Gita 7.12, the modes of nature act under His direction only and as such, no natural functions are blind or automatic. The power behind the activities is the supervision of the Lord and thus the Lord is never inactive as is wrongly conceived. The Vedas say that the Supreme Lord has nothing to do personally as is always the case with superiors but everything is done by His direction. As it is said, not a blade of grass moves without His sanction. In the brahma 548, it is said that all the universes and the heads of them, the brahmas, exist only for the duration of His breathing period. The same is confirmed here. The air on which the universes and the planets within the universes exist is nothing but a bit of the breath of the unchallengeable Virat Purusha. So even by studying the rich rivers, trees, air, and passing ages, one can conceive of the Personality of Godhead without being misled by the formless conception of the Lord. In the Bhagavad Gita 12.5 it is stated that those who are much inclined to the formless conception of the supreme truth, are more troubled than those who can intelligently conceive of the personal form. Text thirty-four. Oh, best of the amongst the Kurus, the clouds which carry water are the hairs on his head, the terminations of days or nights are his dress, and the supreme cause of material creation is his intelligence. His mind is the moon the reservoir of all changes text 35 the principle of matter mahatattva is the consciousness of the omnip- omnipresent lord as asserted by the experts and rudradev is his ego the horse mule camel and elephant are his nails and wild animals and all quadrupeds are situated in the belt zone of the lord Text 36 Varieties of birds are indications of his masterful artistic sense. Manu, the father of mankind, is the emblem of his standard intelligence and humanity is his residence. The celestial species of human beings like the Gandharvas, Vijadharas, Charanas and angels all represent his musical rhythm and the demoniac soldiers are representations of his wonderful prowess. Purport The atheistic, excuse me, pardon, the aesthetic sense of the Lord is manifested in the artistic, colorful creation of varieties of birds like the peacock, parrot and cuckoo. The celestial species of human beings like the Gandharvas and Vidyadharas can sing wonderfully and can entice even the minds of the heavenly demigods. Their Their musical rhythm represents the musical sense of the Lord. How then can He be impersonal? His musical taste, artistic sense and standard intelligence which is never fallible, are different signs of His Supreme Personality. The Manusangita is the standard law book for humanity and every human being is advised to follow this great book of social knowledge. Human society is the residential quarters for the Lord. This means that the human being is meant for God-realization and association with God. This life is a chance for the conditioned soul to regain his eternal God-consciousness and thus fulfill the mission of life. Maharaj Prahlād is the right type of representative of the Lord in the family of asuras. None of the living beings is far away uh, from the Lord's gigantic body. Each and every one has a particular duty in relation to the Supreme Lord, to, to the Supreme body. Disruption in the matter of discharging the specific duty assigned to each and every living being is the cause of disharmony between one living being and another. But when the relation is reestablished in relation with the Supreme Lord, there is complete unity between all living beings, even up to the limit of the wild animals and human society. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu displayed this living unity in the jungle of Madhya Pradesh, where even the tigers, elephants and many other ferocious animals perfectly cooperated in glorifying the Supreme Lord. That is the way to peace and amni- amity all over the world. Think about it. What it would be like if all human beings were busily engaged in glorifying the Lord and serving the Lord personally. <clears throat> the Virat Purusha's face is the Brahmana's. His arms the Kshatriyas, his thighs are the Vaishyas, and the Shudras are under the protection of his feet. All, All the worshipable demigods are also overtaken by him, and it is the duty of everyone to perform sacrifices with feasible goods to appease the Lord. PURPORT MONOTHEISM is practically suggested here. Offering sacrifices to many demigods under different names is mentioned in the Vedic literatures, but the suggestion made in this verse is that all those varieties of demigods are included in the form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. They are only the parts and parcels of the original whole. Similarly, the divisions of the orders of human society namely the brahmanas, the intelligent class, the kshatriyas, the administrators, the vaishas, the mercantile community, and the shudras, the laborer class, are all included in the body of the Supreme. As such, sacrifice by every one of them, in terms of pleasing the Supreme by feasible goods, is recommended. Generally, the sacrifice is offered with clarified butter and grains, But with the progress of time, human society has produced varieties of goods by transforming materials supplied by God's material nature. Human society, therefore, must learn to offer sacrifices not only with clarified butter, but also with other manufactured goods in the propagation of the Lord's glory, and that will bring about perfection in human society. That was all uh, italicized for emphasis, by the way, by Śrīla Prabhupāda. Therefore, I will repeat it again. It bears repeating. Human society, therefore, must learn to offer sacrifices, not only with clarified butter, but also with other manufactured goods in the propagation of the Lord's glory. And that will bring about perfection, in human society, the intelligent class of men or brahmanas <clears throat> may give direction for such sacrifices in consultation with the previous acharyas. The administrators may give all facilities to perform such sacrifices. The Vaishya class or mercantile community who produce such goods may offer them for sacrifice, and the Shudra class. <clears throat> may offer their manual labor for the successful termination of such sacrifice thus by the cooperation of all classes of human beings the sacrifice reg- recommended in this age namely the sacrifice of congregational chanting of the holy name of the lord may be executed for the common welfare of the people of the for all the people of the world Hare Krishna. And believe it or not, we're at 753. Just a blink of the eye. Okay, we're gonna stop our reading here at text thirty-eight. We'll start up at thirty-eight tomorrow. And we'll request the assembled devotees. to please offer their reflections, discussion or whatever on what we just heard. Hare Krishna. Rati Majari sends her apologies. She's attending a very important meeting of the of, of uh, tonight. Hare Krishna.
1: From Rai Kanu Devi Dasi. Hare
0: Krishna, Rai Kanu Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna.
1: Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada.
0: Jai, all glories to Srila Prabhupada.
1: And from Su Devi Dasi.
0: Hari Bosu Devi Dasi, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna.
1: Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisance.
0: Jai, all glories to his divine grace, our eternal father and master, Hare Krishna.
1: And from Rasika Shiromani?
0: Well, Rasika Shiromani, Hare Krishna.
1: He says, Hare He's in
0: the next room, <laughs> by the way. And he says, Haribo. Haribo.
1: And from Christopher.
0: Haribo Bhakti Christopher.
1: Hari Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances.
0: Jai, glorious to Prabhupada.
1: Glorious to Sri the Prabhupada. Gopi Chandra Devi Dasi says, Hari Krishna Guru Maharaj.
0: Hare Krishna, Gopi Chandra Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna.
1: And Rati Manjari says, Jai Guru Maharaj.
0: Oh, you made it. Hare Krishna.
1: Back in the flock.
0: Fantastic. Can't wait to hear your reflections.
1: And from Bhakti Rupa? Bhakti Rupa, Hare Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for reading this evening. The ashram devotees in Wales just read Brihad Bhagavatamrita together with Gopal. We. We were reading the part where Gopakumar travels through the different layers of the universe really far out. We had some interesting discussions about the shells of the universe. I was imagining each shell to be like a sphere or planet where the deity and citizens for that particular element live. It's just imperfect speculation on my part. wondered if you knew about this.
0: Well, I helped... Edit the book, so I've heard it, you know, in detail again and again, and uh, the understanding is that yes, these different layers of the universal elements, which which are used to create the cosmic form in each universe, is also a dwelling place where there are all kinds of activities going on. And there's a, there a particular presiding deity there corresponding to the, the proper uh, presiding deity over the element. That's all I know. It's, it's a very esoteric uh, uh, presentation. But in principle, if you think about it, uh, we have experience of creation uh, in our da- da- daily life. Uh, when the woman produces the child, the man uh, injects the seed or the soul into the womb of the mother and in, in the ingredients for the body of that soul are produced or produced or, or, uh, provided by the mother's body. And so the ingredients which make up the body, they're inside the body and they're also outside the body. In other words, the the body, the, the creation of the body doesn't use up all of the ingredients. They're still there in the mother's body. So similarly in the uh, creative elements which which um, make up the covering of the universe, those material ingredients are still there, even though they're used to create the universe. And everything is personalized. Everything has a personal representation in the creation of the Lord. And that's where those personalities reside. And according to my memory, I haven't read it in a long time, but according to my memory, the opulences in each layer become greater and greater as you go out towards the spiritual uh, plane beyond the coverings of the universe. And as Prabhupada mentions many times in this section, as Shukadeva Goswami also mentioned in the verses, uh... This visualization is in a sense an imaginary form that in that it is temporary. Just like when we dream at night, we will see forms and sometimes we'll even see ourselves doing something you know in that dream. And while while we're in that dream, it seems very real. you know I, I have I've had a recurring dream about losing all my things when I was traveling or something like that, and, and I get very, like, it's completely devastating. You know, but then I wake up and it was just a dream, it didn't really happen. But while I was in the dream, it was quite real. So conceiving of the universal form is kind of like that, you know. It's not that if you step, uh, step away from the, the universal form then you'll see Krishna standing there like this it's not like that it's an imaginary form it's a way to conceive of the material body of the Lord uh, as a person because you notice that all of these different elements the clouds or the or the hair in his head, the trees or the the hairs on his body, you know, the the mountains or the stacks of his bones, etc. 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 They they all it's a meditation which allows our mind to go or or identify God with personal feature. That's the purpose of the meditation Of the universal form and it's the reason why it's recommended for very materialistic persons who cannot conceive that God can be a person with a human-like form even though other scriptures the Bible in particular says directly that man is created in the image of God it directly says it but when someone is very materialistic and therefore influenced by the material modes of nature very strongly, he can't conceive that there can be a form, that God can have a form, and can, that God can know everything, past, present, and future. It, it, it's beyond his conception. So for that person, the, the, the meditation on the universal form is recommended because it will safely take them from that meditation on the impersonal feature into the personal form that's the purpose of this uh, description in the Bhagavatam and the meditation uh, on on the form of the Lord the beginning of the meditation on the form of the Lord Hare Krishna
1: From Stefano.
0: Stefano, Hare Krishna.
1: Hare Krishna. Some verses of the Bhagavad Gita are difficult to understand for me. You have mentioned one of these. Everything rests upon me as pearls are strung on a thread. May you give me a little explanation?
0: Yes. The cosmic manifestation... Is resting on the transformation of the impersonal feature of Krishna. In other words, the, the effulgence of Krishna, just like the sun is a form and it has an effulgence, and that effulgence spreads to all parts of the universe. So similarly, Krishna is the supreme form, and he has an effulgence. That effulgence is the impersonal feature, is his energy, his impersonal energy. And that impersonal energy uh, transforms into the material world. So therefore, actually, the Brahman, or the internal energy of the Lord, uh, transforms in the, into the external elements by the grace of Mahavishnu and in that way all the forms are resting in the uh, effulgence of the Lord just like the pearls are strung on a thread you can't see the thread when, there's, when the pearls are, are strung properly but if you remove the thread, all the pearls just fall to the to the ground and go all over the place. So, time, the living being, uh, all the all the transformation of the modes of material nature, the Mahatatva, uh, all of those energies are resting on Krishna's internal energy. Or his external energy, or a combination of his internal and external energies. That's what the material cosmic manifestation is. Therefore, when you sleep at night, you can see light sometimes, even though there's dark you're in a dark room. That light is actually everywhere, but the cover material covering covers it. So everything is resting on Krishna's energy it's resting on Krishna's will if you like or you can say that Mahavishnu is dreaming the cosmic manifestation so we're living actually in the dream of uh, Mahavishnu therefore everything is resting in his uh, consciousness And all these thoughts are thoughts that can be, that can take our minds to the personal conception of the Lord in an authoritative way, so we won't become bewildered. Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Das,
1: Dear Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances This scripture is so descriptive such profound detail All glories to the Sriman Bhagavatam All glories to Sri the Prabhupada and all glories to the daily readings
0: Hare Krishna, thank you very much and we concur 100%
1: From Bhaktarupa,
0: yes, Bhaktarupa.
1: Also, it seemed that the outer shell of the universe is made of pradhan. Here in Prabhupada's purport, we heard the outer shells are nominon and material nature.
0: Yes, that's pradhan.
1: Wondered if you could shine any light on this.
0: Pradhan. That is, that is pradhan. It's the same thing as before. First first, when the Pradhan comes from the body of Mahavishnu. And Pradhan is the total material ingredients unmanifested. If you want to visualize it, it would be like the scientists say the cosmic soup. And then when the Lord glances, see the, the there's different phases you know from the perspiration of the lord the shells of the universe has come the ingredients come from his breathing and the glance of his of his eyes impregnate all that material energy with the living beings and eternal time and when those ingredients come together what is what is called the Pradhan, transforms into the Mahatattva, which is the total intelligence. Everything is there then for the transformation to take place. Because the Pradhan, or the material energy, cannot act without the presence of consciousness. Just like our body. When the soul leaves the body, when the consciousness leaves the body, The body stops acting. It can't do anything except disintegrate, decompose, fall apart. It's the consciousness that keeps everything together. So before the Mahatattva is created by the glance of the Lord, that energy is the Pradhan. And that Pradhan, a part of that Pradhan, transforms into the Mahatatwa. A part of that Mahatattva transforms into the false ego, modes of nature, intelligence, the mind, the senses, sense objects, and eventually the bodies of all the living beings. And the souls get placed where they belong, exactly where they belong, uh, by the eternal time. Which is, which is again the Supreme Lord. Which again means it, everything's resting on the Supreme Lord. But we can't see Him in that sense. Therefore, it's pearls strung on a thread. Hare Krishna. And when Mahavishnu breathes in, the whole thing becomes unwound and wound back up into his body. The total solar years of that duration of his breath, outgoing and incoming, is 311 trillion, 80 billion years of our time. Hare Krishna. So if it sounds inconceivable... It's because it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And when we think that the, there's a huge disaster happening, and so many people are suffering, <clears throat> from God's point of view, it's not even a blink of the eye. It all happens in a blink of his eye. Therefore, it's, it, in, it behooves us to see reality through the eyes of God. And we will see that everything that's happening here is happening because of the unfulfilled desires of all the living beings in the material universe. In other words, everyone is getting exactly what they deserve, not not a penny more or a penny less. That knowledge, that vision when it is actually assimilated will relieve us from all fear and all anger material anger and uh, confusion and suffering Hare Krishna
1: from Gauranga Gopal
0: Gauranga Gopal you're all back what a refreshing
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. How is the society of demigods organized? We usually refer to varnashram as applied to human society. Is there some equivalent in the higher planetary system? Thank you, Maharaj.
0: Yes, there is an equivalent. Uh, The demigods are the chhatryas, they're the administrators, and the rishis are the brahmanas, and they guide uh, the demigods through Vedic knowledge. And there are heavenly planets where there are demigods and demigoddesses and all sorts of activities are going on there. Just like here. Only there, the durations of life and the material opulence and the ability to gratify the senses is less restricted. Therefore, we tend to want to go there rather than the spiritual world. Hare Krishna. And they administer the universe. There's different demigods that are in charge of different parts of the, of the body. and Everything that goes on are going on under their sanction. Therefore, Krishna says, Prakriti kriyamanāni gunai kārmani sarvaśaha ahankāra vibhūdāma karta-hāmidimanyate The embodied soul uh, thinks Himself, the doer of activities, which are actually carried out by the material nature. The demigod world, and above the demigod world, where the rishis stay, are um, the bodies of the of the beings. There are more subtle than our bodies. They they appeared to be the same structure. All the living beings have the same basic structure. They have eyes and ears and a mouth. A place where the food goes in, a place where the food goes out. The waste products go out. And if you look anywhere, you go down to the bottom of the ocean and you'll see these unbelievable living beings with eyes that are sticking out and they... they, they are phosphorous, so they, they light up so they can see where they're going. <laughs> <laughs> and they can withstand an un- unbelievable amount of pressure. But the st- basic structure is the same. You know, the birds, you look, they've got the beak, they've got the eyes, they've got their wings. You don't have to imagine too much about what happens to the food because they drop it right on you, you know, if you're in the wrong place at the right right time. We have seagulls that do a lot of that around here. You get, have to have your windows cleaned every month just because of the droppings from the seagulls. It's all the same, they're just different, you know same basic organization all through the universe Hare Krishna and if you're if you're very attached you can go and see all those things take you quite a bit of time but that time is only an outbreath breath of Mahavishnu so you don't have to worry too much about it but there's a place matubhavanyo sadatana there's a place beyond the manifested and unmanifested matter where everything's eternal and there is no birth and death and old age and disease and all the complications of material existence and the wars and the suffering and all these things that's where we belong and that's where we want to go You can't go there until you're completely purified of material desires. And you become completely free of material desires by, first of all, experiencing them and perceiving how much they caused suffering. And then, after enough of that, then the soul begins to wake up and say, wait a second... (laughs) <laughs> what am I doing? what is this for? Why don't want to suffer like this why, why am I suffering? and then atato you reach the human form of life and you can hear the Vedas and Krishna is arranged so that all over the world at some time or another there are opportunities to hear the revealed scriptures and get some conception that gradually take us back to the spiritual world. The culmination of that, those instructions are the Bhagavad Gita and the Srimad Bhagavatam. And the application of them all is in Chaitanya, Charitamrita. That's how lucky we are <laughs> that we can hear those scriptures and accept them, at least theoretically accept them to be true. But when we, when we give up our speculation and just accept Him to be true without doubting, then we, then we know everything. Yomam evam Asamudho janati buddha-sotama sasarva-vidbhajati-mam sarva-bhavana-bharata One who accepts Krishna to be the supreme personality of Godhead without doubting becomes the knower of everything because he accepts Krishna as the supreme authority and therefore he can know everything Krishna will tell him as as he does and the process for reviving that is hearing not just hearing but hearing with rapt attention with full faith and that sound can reach the soul and wake it up Hare Krishna
1: from Anandamurti Devi das.
0: yes Anandamurti
1: dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees please accept my respectful obeisances all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much for today's reading. Today I heard that, quote, even the minutest part of a living being is controlled by the empowered agency of the Lord, <coughs> One yoga teacher who attends my Bhagavad Gita class constantly got cancer, and from tomorrow she wrote me sh- that she can't attend the class because of receiving radiation therapy for three months. I asked her to chant every day at least one round, and she wants to start. She just started Bhagavad Gita reading through my class. Today I understand that even one part of our body is controlled by the Supreme Lord. Sometimes we can't understand it, but hearing those descriptions and chanting is very important.
0: Yes, it's everything. Thank you very much for that wonderful reflection and the Murti. And continue to do what you're doing. Teach the Bhagavad Gita. Have, have compassion on the fallen souls who are suffering. You'll be happy and you'll give happiness to others. And you are doing it already. Hare Krishna. And
1: from Gopakanya Devi Dasi.
0: Yes, Gopa Devi Dasi.
1: Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled sages, happy Ekadashi to you all. All glories to The Prabhupāda.
0: Yes, happy Amalakī Vrāt Ekadashi. I forgot to mention it.
1: <laughs> and then from Bhakta Oliver. Bhakta
0: Oliver, Hari Bhavau.
1: Hare Krishna, Maharaj, thank you for your daily reading service tonight. Today I heard how the Virat Rupa is a challenge to the unbelievers (laughs) Going through the descriptions it really does instill faith There must be personality behind the varieties and personal expressions that we see all around us
0: Yes But as we heard the common sense is limited, so we can't understand it properly and fully just with our common sense. We have to hear how it's all connected together through the authority of the Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam. Hari Krishna.
1: And from Daitari Hari.
0: Hari Bhau Daitari Hari, we missed you. <coughs>
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj, (coughs) thank you for tonight's reading I really appreciated the point in the purport to verse 26 where we heard that the visualization of the universal form must be accompanied by a service attitude and not with a mentality of lording it over material nature It seems so important that we develop this attitude and understanding developing that that kind of vision in all the things that we do even in the most simple and basic activities, to see them in relation to the service of the Lord. It seems so fundamental, but it sometimes shocks me when I look at my life, how much I lack this attitude and don't consciously practice it. How can we develop this attitude and bring it into our lives in a more holistic way with all aspects of our lives?
0: Well, Prabhupada once said that Krishna consciousness is so simple that we miss it. You know, sometimes when a person's very, very cunning thief, a cunning criminal, will end up going and staying at the place which is the most obvious place that a thief would never go to in order to, to, to escape the detection of the authorities. And sometimes it works. So, we, we're conditioned by the modes of nature, by the laws of nature, to see things according to the limited perception, the capacity of the senses. And therefore, even though Krishna consciousness is very simple, it's also easy to miss So therefore, we have the disciplines and the rules and regulations of bhakti yoga to help us focus our attention on the truth and not get uh, deviated by the agitation of our senses to the sense objects so that we can keep that vision. That's what real meditation is. It's, it's, It's contemplation of the knowledge. That's why these Format that we, that and I developed, you know, for years in Govardhan every Kartik, of, of reading out loud sufficiently to get the knowledge, and then sit together and reflect. So, how you can keep it is to keep reflecting, keep hearing and chanting in the association of devotees, and just keep doing that, and eventually it will sink in. That's the process. There's no special thing that we can do to special austerity or special... This is the austerity. To hear and chant regularly. Nityam seva Bhagavata seva. Serve the Bhagavatam. Nitya. Always. Regularly. Not just for a few hours. But regularly, nitya can also mean every day. And that will promote us, that will uh, make us eligible to be able to see uh, in a sustained way uh, how these things all work and of course we're infinitesimal and Krishna is infinite so even if we're perfectly realized, we can never know everything about Krishna we can never know everything in that sense so when it says "yomam evam asamudo," Krishna the Gita, at the end of the fifteenth chapter, he says "yomam evam asamudo, janati purushottamam." He means that when your doubts are removed, the doubts have to be removed by submissive oral reception. And when the as the doubts are removed, then the picture becomes more clear the perception becomes more real. And when all the devouts are removed, then when you hear the holy name, you will be with Krishna. When you fully accept without doubting that the holy name of Krishna is Krishna, that Krishna is dancing in your tongue when you're chanting Hare Krishna, you will be ecstatic automatically, immediately, without... uh, waiting around. So that's the way to become steady, to, to remove the doubt, to inquire to the point where your misconceptions are corrected and you can see things and accept things as they are given in the Shastra. That is Shabda Brahman. That is the Supreme Brahman uh, or evidence It's the ultimate evidence. Just like you don't know who your father is, you have to ask your mother. She was there when you were conceived, and therefore she knows who the father is. Hare Krishna. Yes, Rati, Haribo.
1: Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances. Yes, I was happy to catch the tale of your reading. From what I heard tonight about the universal form, I found it quite poetic. I like to hear that humanity is the residence of the universal form of the Lord. It is nice to hear that as humans we have such an intimate connection with the Lord. And that the purpose of our entire life is to realize him and ultimately to live with him.
0: Well, thank you very much, Vati Manjari. No wonder I was waiting for your reflections. That was lovely. Thank you.
1: And from Daitari Hari?
0: Yes, daitari Hari.
1: Also, how are we as practicing devotees meant to understand these descriptions of the Virat Rupa?
0: The same, every, the same way everyone else is meant to understand. We're, we're not something, somebody special. We're supposed to hear it and understand it as it's given and not make up some meaning ourselves. We have to give up speculative reasoning and material desire for the fruits of our activities and then we can hear with a pure mind. We have to hear it with a pure mind. In order to do that, we have to practice with our senses serving the Lord even before we get full realization based on the authority of Shastra and our Guru and the Vaishnavas who are actually following strictly. And by doing that practical sadhana of, of bhakti-yoga, eventually everything is revealed to us by Krishna from within our hearts. It's not something that has to be uh, injected into us artificially. It's already there in the heart. All of this knowledge is already there in the heart. But our hearts are, are covered by the material desires. So what you can do is to give up material desire. That means accept the rules and regulations of bhakti yoga not as ends in themselves not as the masters but as the servants of devotion. If you follow the regulatory principles uh, in the science of Krishna consciousness, under the guidance of the Shastra and the bona fide spiritual master, then your consciousness, which is there already and is already in love with Krishna, will wake up. And if you're not waking up, then you're doing something wrong and you have to make an adjustment. Hari Hare Krishna and uh, it's 8.33. I guess I, I must have. Last night, there were hardly any reflections. And we added it. We ended at 8.06. And I got, I got my wish fulfilled. Krishna fulfilled my desire that we have more reflections and more, more, more opportunity to explain uh, the meanings of these verses. Do we have more?
1: Okay. Yes, Rati. And for me, the most wonderful thing of the reading, as well as all the readings I attend, is your sheer enthusiasm for the Gita, for Sri the Prabhupada's writing, and for each and every devotee which attends this reading. Truly, your enthusiasm makes it all come alive for me. Thank you.
0: Hari Krishna. Thank you, Rati. Hari Bo. I'll try to remember that. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samaveda Bhaktavinda ki jai. Gaur premanandi hari -hari haribo. See you tomorrow night. Wait. I won't see you tomorrow night. I'm going to take one night off because we're having initiation here and uh, I don't exactly know what's going to happen. So... We're going to skip one night tomorrow and we will be back on uh, Wednesday. So see you Wednesday night. Same time, same place, same topic as Shukadeva Goswami continues to unfold the process of devotional service to us until we can see Krishna face to face in the spiritual world. Hare Krishna.